2021 and happy 2024. Sorry I've been absent lately. I wanted to go over or at least try to go over some of the recent DC animated movies. Uh, I kind of like doing the reviews and just wanted to put out some more content and stuff that I like or at least stuff I wanted to talk about. The movie that I'm talking about right now is the Legion of Superheroes movie, which is part of the Tomorrowverse continuity of DC animated movies following their reboot of the New 52 focus storylines. Funny enough, most of those movies, although, well not most of them, but a lot of them seemingly uh, taken from the New 52 aesthetic, featured a lot of stories from the pre-New 52 continuity. Um, In this, the Tomorrowverse does seem to be trying to kind of go back to more, I guess, classic stories. Uh, in this, Kara is devastated by the loss of Krypton. She struggles to adjust to her new life on Earth. Superman mentors her. Meanwhile, she must contend with a mysterious group called the Dark Circle who searches for a powerful weapon held in the Academy's vault. Now, that is the official plot synopsis for the movie, and after watching the movie, I can say that it is slightly misleading. Uh, Before really going into spoilers, I can say that the movie is animated well, which I think DC consistently does better than Marvel. The art style may not work for everyone. Uh, They have big... It reminds me of a comic with the bold outlines but the character designs sometimes don't work for me. Uh, such as from previous movies, I'm not too, I'm not much of a fan of their Bruce Wayne. Uh, also, speaking for this movie, there's sometimes to where Kara is facing a certain way and her nose disappears, but you can still see the nostrils and it just looks weird. Um, all that aside, uh, listen, I'm not a fan of some of the character models. There, there was a dip in quality towards the end of the movie. Uh, some of the fights, it just seemed weird to me. Um, another thing that's, that, that the movie does do is focus on Supergirl and the Legion, which makes me wonder if fo- it does more focusing on Supergirl than the actual Legion. Which makes me wonder why they didn't just name the, the film Supergirl and the Legion of Superheroes. As her name is more recognizable and you wouldn't get mixed up with the early 2000s show of the same name. Um, which happened to me while Googling this a few times. And I know what to look for. The Legion is a focus, but you don't really uh, get to know them as much. Or, or really care about them outside of the core group she's with, but mostly Brainiac 5. The core three, uh, Saturn Boy, Cosmic Girl, and Lightning Lad, who I'd argue are the most well-known of the team, don't even have speaking roles and only show up at the end of the movie. But, <clears throat> okay, for the going off of the movie, it's going to be spoilers. 
I'm just gonna give a, you know, tell you what's going on with the movie. Uh, starts off with Karen and her mom. They're racing. It's some stimulate, some simulation. Karen cheats to win. It does show her creativity and something that you get um, a nice bonding moment with her and her mom. Um, it's mentioned that she's accepted into some military training before the inevitable destruction of Krypton begins. Unlike Jor-El, Allure, which is her mom, made some pods to save all of Argo City. Uh, for some reason, all these pods but one fail and... Of course, she loads Kara into. I'm still never sure why they don't make instead of all these like single person pods. Why not just have like a ship big enough to carry multiple people? That's me. Uh, especially since they make it seem like Kryptonians have done space travel before, so they should have some spacefaring crafts. You know, made for deep space, deep, deep space travel. Anyway, uh, she's told that she's supposed to look after her baby cousin uh, when she's being sent off-world. Uh, a chunk of the exploding planet damages Kara's pod, put her in suspended animation, and has her arrive on Earth decades later. Um, then it jumps right to her in disguise on Earth, trying to go to the mall to buy some clothes. She has on a bunch of baggy clothes which I guess is supposed to hide her and I guess show that she's youthful which is just seemed like she just threw on some clothes to you know as a disguise or this this is what she thinks of as a disguise um this brings me to one of the issues I have where on one hand she knows and is annoyed at the limitation of Earth's technology and then her expected things to be the same like she's yelling at them at one of those uh, directory maps for the mall to show her where to go expecting it to show up as a hologram um, she actually knocks it over because she doesn't have much control over her strength and I guess some people walk by and say something about her being angry so I guess that was I, I'm assuming that was supposed to be a theme of her being angry but it really it, I didn't really get that through most of the thing there were some parts but it didn't seem like it, it seemed like her anger at one person was because of who she knew that person or who she knew that person a version of that person to be in the past not just her anger in general um, let me see uh, all of a sudden, Solomon Grandi shows up attacking the city with a laser rifle. Um, and they do bring it up later that it's weird for him to use a weapon, especially a high-tech one. Um, the battle shows her causing a lot of unnecessary damage while she's fighting, where she eventually has to be saved by Batman or Superman. Um, I would note this is the sixth film in this current universe and our first time seeing their interaction between Batman and Superman and thinking about it it also makes me mad at the previous continuity that they have to where there is not one really good movie 
to where it displays Batman and Superman actually working together or being friends. Uh, maybe the last one, Apocalypse War, but none of them made me feel like Batman and Superman were actually friends or even liked each other. Like the last movie I saw them in may have been Hush, where they fight uh, because Superman is is controlled by Ivy. Anyway, I'm not going to get too much into that. I'm getting off topic. Sorry. Um, they step in and have to save her. Um, and oh, like I said, they step in and have to save her. But, you know, I'm annoyed that this is the first time you've seen them together. The Justice League has, uh, ever since the Green Lantern movie, they've already established that the Justice League has been together. You never, we have yet to see the Justice League actually work together or, or go on an adventure. Uh, in a Green Lantern movie, you just see Green Arrow come with him. He's not part of the league. It's, <laughs> sorry, it's just frustrating. Um, Kara has been uh, on Earth for like, what does it say, like like four or five months, which makes me question why Clark would give her a suit and everything. And it clearly hasn't had enough time for her to properly get a handle on her powers. Uh, That seems like something that he would have focused on first, because like I said, she does a lot of unnecessary damage. Um, and we're supposed to feel that Batman is overstepping as usual stating that she's not ready to be in the field since she can't really control her powers it's a typical thing they do where like oh Batman's being too rough it's just like no as powerful as she is she should she should be out here trying to fight super beings because uh, <laughs> some some uh, somebody even gives her crap because the, the the city's messed up and Batman and Superman talk and Superman tells her to help with the cleanup. And she gives attitude to this guy who's reasonably upset because of her fight. You know, the way she handled the fight damaged his apartment. Damaged his, uh, I don't know, his car, his apartment, something. It was like the fight wasn't even over here, but because of how, because of her fighting, it drug all the way over there. Um... Let me see. Uh, where her, uh, Clark, and uh, Bruce are talking. Um, Kara sees their foreshadowing. They show some somebody there, uh, which you'll get to later. Uh, Kara gets mad, listen to them talk, and think that she's going to be sent away because she doesn't fit in. <laughs> Uh, excuse me. Um, once again, we're supposed to feel for her for tearing up the city. Um, Clark meets Kara at the farm, and it's nighttime by the time he reaches her, which makes me think like, how long did it take you to find her? Um, she goes on some rant about not belonging there, missing Krypton, and this makes me wish they had more scenes of her and Clark together. It makes me wish that you did that we did see more of her struggling to fit in. Um, 
because you don't get that you hear her say it but we don't see we just see this one instance and for me it wasn't enough to justify or for me to actually feel as though she is an outsider or that this is really hard for her because it is reasonable that she would feel that way given that unlike Clark she lived 16 17 years on earth I mean on Krypton and then it exploded so she her whole life there and she's only been on earth a few months so it's natural that she would be upset that she you know that she would feel this way uh, we don't see them trying to bond we don't see them meet they just jump into oh she already has a suit she already is supergirl she already knows enough about how to fly and use it so it's i think they missed the opportunity to to help you see that um she messes up during that fight and instead of just accepting that and wanting to do better she just wants to run away um this just doesn't seem like the type of person uh who was accepting to some military training on an advanced civilization such as krypton that's just me uh clark uses this device given to him by the legion of superheroes in order for her to travel to the future which is another thing we saw his movie man of tomorrow we don't see him again until the flash's movie where he's fighting brainiac but all of a sudden he has this advice given to him by a future team of leaguers who were inspired by him and i and i understand that for these movies most of the time you're watching it because you already know some of the story but not everybody knows these stories and I do feel like that they skipped over what would have been interesting stories just to shorthand. I just feel like there's, I just felt like watching this that there's a lot more interesting movies than what we could have seen than what we actually got. Anyway, they go to the future, um, hundreds of years in the future. Uh, Clark introduces her to Mon-El, who is a Daxamite. Uh, his uh, Daxamites are from a planet close to Krypton. Uh, I want to say it's like the same solar system, of course. And so they have similar powers to Kryptonians. Uh, she's interesting, in, instantly attracted to him and decided to stay in the future to train with the Legion. Um, because there are so many more, you know, super-powered people in the future, and they have more advanced technology which you know would remind her of Krypton and you know they literally have an, an academy for people such as her that they would do a better job which also seems like he is just throwing her off because once again you don't really see him do anything with her you don't get any sense of uh, relationship um, uh, the present day Batman stops some break in from a group that Kara saw earlier you see the head of Brainiac floating in a vat. And if you didn't watch the Justice Society movie, you'll be confused about where he came from. He was barely mentioned in the Justice Society movie. Like I said, you just see Superman fighting him. He shoots a kryptonite bullet at Superman. Flash runs into the Speed Force or taps into the Speed Force to try to stop it. He, all you know, he ends up 
traveling to different universes, come back, catches the bullet, and essentially kills Brainiac. Um, and that's all, you don't really get anything else, and then they have a conversation, and then they start, uh, Flash mentions to Superman something about starting a group with all of them, and that's how the movie ends. So you just see Brainiac's head, which, you know, ties together, but it's like, you know, uh, So, oh, and I bring that up because in the future, Brainiac 5, which is of the legacy of Brainiac, but Brainiac 5 is the, it's like the Brainiac that like defied all the other, I don't know if like Brainiac became a race or something or what have you. Um, I'm always like uh, unclear on that part because I know about Brainiac 5 and I know he is in some instances he's like techno organic meaning that you know he's not fully a robot or whatever or android or a cyborg whatever um but he wants to be heroic so supergirl sees him and she attacks him which like i said doesn't make sense based on what we do know of brainiac from the little bit that we saw of him she's like like why would she it's, it's like they have this fight and he gets to show off his, his use of technology and how he's able to contend with her, giving her superpowers and how he, you know, contend with her based on his vast intellect. And just her level of, it's just, it just doesn't make sense that she's so distrustful of him when she has no, she shouldn't have any real um, concept around him. It's like there's another Superman movie, uh, Superman Unleashed or something, or Brainiac Attacks or some other movie to where the Supergirl in that movie is fearful of the present-day Brainiac, and we see why because that Brainiac is the one that bottled her her city, Argo City. It's like she has a connection to Brainiac outside of Superman that fuels her fear and everything. But this one, you don't see that. So her attacking him the way she does and her level of distrust of him doesn't make sense because she has no real context of him. It's a it's a storytelling thing that just bothers me like a lot of stuff in this movie. Um, we get a contact, sorry, a montage of Car and Brainiac not liking each other, also won't taking classes with each other. She doesn't trust him. Um... Like I said, we get uh, a little backstory in the previous incarnations of Brainiac being evil. He's the first one to be a hero. Uh, we see more of the people that she saw in the past, the Dark Circle. You know, she learns about them. They don't, and it's revealed no one knows where they came from or who's a part of them. They're just in this mask with a circle on their face. Um, uh, a trainee. Oh, you do hear that most of the league is the legion is off doing something and the current legionnaires at least the older ones that people know um you see them and they don't they don't really trust Brainiac either and they you know make a comment about they don't even know how he got into the school which I guess you have to apply for so uh try to run through this real quick uh one of the legionnaires is killed and they 
you know, suspect Brainiac because there's this vault. It is one of these vaults that have that has all these uh, weapons that they've collected from villains they've beaten, and for whatever reason, instead of dismantling them or destroying them, they just put them away in a vault, still functional, still able to create some kind of doomsday event or whatever. I've never understood that. It doesn't make sense to me why you keep these devices around. Anyway. They lock Brainiac up and Kara lets him out because although she thought he's he was just he is suspicious, she knows that he's not stupid enough to get caught the way he did. Like if he killed her trying to get to this vault, then why would he then be coming out? If something that somebody brings up that I'm always like, you know, like if I killed this person, why would I go back inside and then come back out? It's like instead of just going to do the thing that I was going to do. Or that you accuse me of doing. So I did enjoy that she at least pointed that out. Uh, he reveals he picked up a transmission from the Dark Circle. And that he did lie to get into the Academy. Because he was trying to stop whatever. And I guess he figured it's, they would never believe him. So he had to. It's one of those things like, okay. They would never believe me. So I had to do something that would make them distrust me even more. <laughs> instead of just telling them and giving them what I know but you know apparently the smartest person in the universe can figure out how to make these people believe him uh, instead of just do it himself um, so Monel, Karen, Brainy break into the vault Brainy uh, which is Brainiac 5's nickname at least that's what Karen calls him Brainy deactivates the security system uh, Monel does the unnecessary heel turn by stabbing Kara with a kryptonite knife. Uh, the dark circle goes on to <clears throat> take the remaining legionnaires hostage, and it's revealed that the group, the dark circle, Batman stopped them in the past and Star Labs because they were trying to get the head of Brainiac. Apparently, he's behind Dark Circle. So at some point, even after that, they get his head. They revive him. Uh, and he's been behind setting up his descendants until one would be smart enough to break into the vault. Which is, is one of those things where he claimed to be the smartest, yet he needed... <laughs> he needed a bunch of people. And so, like, they purposely set Brainiac five up because they knew he would be smart enough to deactivate this complex security system that they have and like Brainiac 5 sorry and uh, Brainiac has been extending his life which he's also like robotic so I don't anyway by incorporating other Brainiacs into his being but for whatever reason they're still conscious it's like he takes off whatever cloak and you can see like faces and parts of other Brainiacs incorporated into his being. And it's like, once again, it's a thing of like, you're so smart, but why would you keep them conscious? Why would you, why would they still be inside you in order to break free or whatever? It's, it's stupid. And it, it just sets up, it's one of those things where you, they set up something that you, that is obviously going to be that's glaringly, I'll say, going to be used later. 
Uh, oh. Uh, Brainiac gets the kryptonite poisoning out of care, which is, is, is something to where it, it irritates me about how they use kryptonite. Is like he stabs her in the side with kryptonite and Brainiac is ever get the, the kryptonite poison out of her system. And it makes me, it's a thing of like, okay, kryptonite is their weakness, but how much it affects them varies. It's like, okay, well, you can't be killed with like a regular knife, but if I use a kryptonite knife, it will punch you. And where he stabbed her, it's like, well, this should kill her. But, you know, uh, oh, uh, kryptonite doesn't affect my nail because like I can say he's a daxamite and their their vulnerability is slid, not kryptonite. Um, Brainiac 5 convinces the other Brainiacs to revolt and rip apart the main Brainiac. I actually had to go back and try to remember what happened to the original Brainiac because like I said, it's so... <sighs> this movie. I was so confused on what happened. They activate the what a little Duce machine, the miracle machine, which would have allowed him to rewrite the universe in his image. Once again, I have no idea why they would have kept this operational. It makes more sense just to destroy this thing. If it can rewrite reality, why keep it around? Um I'm not sure really what happened. I think it's they they got there, they beat Brainiac. Kara uses it and she has a moment to where she contemplates where she contemplates rebuilding Krypton and uh, everything but then she decides that she instead she's going to um, try to deal with the fact that Krypton is gone that she needs to move on and everything and I don't know. It's supposed to be like some big triumphant moment, but you don't really get that because you don't really actually see her more in Krypton aside from Monel like gushing over how Krypton used to be based on what he read. Um, and I don't, I don't know. Uh, so they beat Brainiac. She stops the Miracle Machine, and so she has her unnecessary fight with Monel, who. I believe Krypton Kryptonians are stronger, but Monel was already more advanced than her in using his powers when she got there. And so we're supposed to believe that in her time, however long she's actually been in the future, that she's learned enough to be able to beat Monel. Uh, like, because they make a point to say that uh, among the trainees, he's the one who's definitely going to be move on and become an actual legionnaire. Um, uh, I forgot that, uh, all in all, it was a just okay movie. Um, mostly forgettable. You don't really get to 
anything from Kara that makes you like her. You don't really see what changes uh, that she makes to make her better from where she was earlier in the movie. Um, well, I take that back. There is maybe a couple scenes of her training in the academy about how to properly use her powers in certain circumstances. And they show that back during uh, Brainiac 5 trying to break into the vault. Uh, there's some attack robots and it's set up to where you can fight the robots, but as soon as you destroy one, it was set up like an alternate alarm. It's like, so it's like you having, so having to deal with them to where you can keep unlocking disarming the lock while also not setting off the alarm in general uh, was interesting uh, um yeah we'll take the back they did show that um the relationship with Brennan just happens because it happens in the comics because you don't really feel like they have a, an attraction to one another uh like I say, it's taken this long for them to actually show Batman and Superman working together. And you don't really get much even from saying that. Uh, if I'm being honest, uh, I feel like there's a lot other versions of this movie I wish they would have had. Like I said, such as Clark and Carrot, like actually seeing them be together and interact. It's like, yes, we've seen that in other movies. I want to see how this incarnation that you've created interact with each other. But just because I've seen it there doesn't mean that you can't do it differently here. And it seems like there's a lot that they just skipped over to make this movie. Okay, we skip over skip over so much of the Justice League. We skip over Clark training her and meeting her and getting her to learn whatever or having any kind of relationship with her other than hey I'm your cousin and you know hey let me train you let me give you do you even want to be a hero that was like a big part of the Batman Superman Apocalypse movie was her deciding for herself what she wanted to be if she did want to be a superhero at all or whatever here she just already has a costume and it's just like oh, okay Superman having a relationship with the Legion of Superheroes that would have been that could have to me instead of the movie that we got the Superman Man of Tomorrow the Man of Tomorrow would have been a perfect title for a movie about him learning from the Legion that he's supposed to be this hero that transcends time that he's supposed to give so much inspiration to not just people on earth but people across the universe it also would have worked because he would have been in the future, Man of Tomorrow. They could have introduced them there and how he tries to temper that with the present that he's in. And I don't know. Uh, I plan on doing the World War, the World War, Jesus, the World War, World. Jesus Christ war world oh my god <laughs> i guess it's the two w's is messing me up but yeah i plan on doing that later like i said uh i saw the title of the movie 
and I know Mongo actually recently read a, an issue of uh, an arc of Superman where he goes to War World and deals with Mongo. They've had War World on Justice League show and Young Justice. Uh, it's this traveling planet to where Mongo has all these people fight. It's like a gladiatorial thing and people are just conditioned to continually fight and do whatever and all these timelines and whatever that you see for this movie doesn't make sense for what you know this planet to be uh, so here's somebody fussing in the back uh, thank you all for listening for watching uh, hope you enjoy like share subscribe all that good stuff uh, check out uh random thoughts uh bold expressions both podcasts everything appreciate sorry appreciate you please like share subscribe all that good stuff have a good day thank you bye